0: Hello and welcome to Driven to Sleep, the podcast that is designed to commute you on your way to the land of not maybe. Um, so I think my my, my uh, car exhaust, which decided to destroy itself, um, I think is temporarily fixed. I've done. Uh, Basically, a bodge job on it to try and um, to try and repair it. So hopefully, it'll be quieter today. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah. Sorry, forgetting myself a little bit. Need to do my sort of. I've got the, the first intro I need to do, the second intro bit. Um, hi to any new listeners, if there are any new listeners. If this is the first episode that you're listening to, um, welcome, and um, this podcast is, yeah, it's meant, basically I'm just, I'm a a, a middle-aged British man, and I'm just talking about whatever as I drive to and from work. Um, and as you can hear there, there's the indicator. So you've got all the kind of noises you'd associate with a car being commuted to work, an old rust bucket car. And um, and then you've also got obviously the sound of my my deep croaky voice. Um, and uh, you may have a, some broken exhaust noise later on, depending on whether or not my fix holds. Yeah, so it, the, uh, but the idea is, like a lot of other sleep podcasts really, um, that this kind of helps you to take your mind off of whatever it is you're thinking about, um, just help you hopefully get to sleep, or at least if you can't get to sleep, just something to... Take your mind off of stuff while you lie there awake. I don't know. Um, Yeah, it's just a a thing. It's a thing, it might work. If it doesn't work, then uh, I do apologize. This is also, um, I found that this is also something just for me as well. It's selfish, there are selfish undertones this podcast because I I find it quite therapeutic to just talk I find it actually it relaxes me on my journey to and from work normally especially on my way home I um, I get I, I get quite frustrated oh yeah so there's another thing I'm, I'm going to yawn Um I'm quite a yawny guy. Apparently, i I'd never realised that I was quite a yawny guy. But apparently, when I'm trying to speak whilst driving in the morning on my way to work, I yawn. And then, when I'm trying to speak uh, when I'm trying to speak whilst driving on my way home from work, I yawn even more. Um, so I, I apologise about that. Now, uh, it's just part of the whole. Thing, really um, I've lost track of where I was completely because I was speaking about something and that's something else that's something else that will will uh, happen probably quite regularly is that I will forget what I was talking about or, or just go off and start talking about I, I, uh, yeah I'm sorry talking about something else because I'm basically gonna... As soon as something comes into my head that I think might be mildly, uh, mildly, only mildly interesting to talk about, I will talk about it. And I say mildly interesting because uh, I don't want it to be uh, enthrallingly interesting. I don't want you guys to really listen. Uh, too much because uh, when you start really listening to something, uh, your interest peaks and you find it a little bit harder to get to sleep. Maybe, I don't know. Because um, there's sometimes, I mean, sometimes you're watching a film and you might find that film interesting, but sometimes it It's just got the right, maybe the right lighting and sound to, to, to help you go to sleep. So I don't know, yeah, I, but I, I don't want to... I, I'm not saying that I am particularly interesting, but I don't want to be too interesting. Um, yeah, to pique peak, peak the interests. Uh, so, yeah, so anyway, that's kind of a intro, I guess. Oh, would you call that an intro? I don't know. That's the thing about this podcast, um, again, I guess this is is, uh, to anyone new listening, is I don't script it, I don't edit it, it basically just is what it is, just me driving, uh, speaking and hoping my voice comes through clear over the top of all the noise and then you can turn the volume down until you can just hear the rumbling and mumbling and then hopefully that will help you go to sleep okay rumbling mumbling podcast that's, that's what I should have called this um, isn't it really? the rumbling mumbling the, 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 the rumbling mumbler I haven't the rumbling mumbler um, yeah so um, start probably start the day with with what my usual uh, my usual theme of the weather because um, uh, I, I don't know if anyone else uh, that's living in, in, in Britain um, I don't know what it's like obviously elsewhere in the UK at the moment uh, or, or I mean I don't know what it's like if you're listening in America or, or anywhere, wherever you're listening, uh, uh, here at the moment, obviously, we've just come into, uh, I guess, what would you call it, calendar springtime, like the the calendar version where it starts the first of September, um, and like pretty much instantly, we we're in springy. I uh, keep saying springtime. Autumn, sorry, Canada autumn. Um, I, yeah, I do know my seasons. I promise. Um, uh, yeah, and it, it felt like autumn straight away, and then um, we. And now we've uh, today we've got some southerly winds, uh, and to anyone that uh, has no idea. that means in the UK um, it means warmer winds okay so because we are uh, I think I'm getting this right we're in the northern hemisphere in the UK Um, and so usually as it starts to get colder the, the winds change from the north, the uh, winds come from the north, and then uh, and that's when it really gets cold because obviously we're already in the northern hemisphere, and then when the winds are coming from the north, it means they're coming from colder places. Hence, colder winds. Uh, yeah, but t- today they are like full-on southerly winds, and I think they're going to be quite breezy. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be a strange one because I think it's going to feel quite cold. cool looking though and then if uh, people spend much time looking at the clouds these days they think I they probably do i think it's something you probably naturally do if you're outside i mean you can't really help but notice the sky it's not like unless you're a coal miner or something um, Ever, ever leave the mind when you're outside or in like a really dense forest like you know, I don't, I don't know whether there's some, some rainforest somewhere that we can't see out. Uh, if you are, uh, so basically, if you're not Mowgli. Um, and you, know, you don't randomly live in the jungle or you, or you don't permanently live underground, um, then yeah, when you're outside um, you can't help but notice the sky. I mean it basically takes up 50% of your view at almost, uh, almost all times. Um, but clouds are clouds are awesome. I've always been quite fascinated by clouds. But then, uh, as I discussed in the a, a previous episode, I've always been a little bit strange, I suppose. Um, but then, I mean, what is normal? I will say that what is normal. I'm probably not as strange as I think I am uh, in in the whole when I was younger, loving. Lying on the grass, staring at the clouds, thing, staring at the sky, clouds, whatever, just contemplating. Um, I'm sure loads of people have done it, but yeah. So, uh, I, uh, but since, since being a kid, I've loved clouds, and I, I remember I, 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 I never really got on very well with uh, geography, and and I think I'm, I'm sure it was in geography because you start to learn. Little bit about weather in geography because I guess there's, uh, although you know, that's to do with location and stuff, it's kind of the obvious place for that to go. I'm pretty sure it was in geography that I learned about cloud types, I can't I don't know. I couldn't tell you that for sure. I, I may be making that up, um, but yeah, I remember. I mean, I don't think I can really remember any, any more very well. Uh, the cloud types, but I seem to—I I, I used to—I got quite good at being able to look at the clouds and say, "Well, there's this layer and there's that layer, and then those ones up there." like Cirrus—is it a cirrus clouds I can't remember. Uh Pie ones, and then. Just, just sort of trying to understand what sort of weather we might get what sort of cloud. Um just yeah, trying to used to really enjoy just uh, yeah, trying to spot like cloud cloud spotting. I mean I didn't have a journal or anything to like you know, the number seven cloud from New York because obviously that's not even a thing um, maybe it could be a thing I wonder if that could be a thing i've just invented something else i, I invented uh, hedge watching in, in, a, in a previous episode now we're on to cloud spotting where you can i guess you can give fictional numbers to to a number of clouds um, and then track them as they move across the sky. And, and then when they get to the other side, uh, see which one is still more like the shape that it started at. Yeah, maybe that's it. So, so you you you, you, you pick. You could pick a cloud at a time, or or you could you could pick. Um, like several clouds at the same time, and just quickly sketch the shape, and then, and then after like maybe a set amount of time, um, you sketch them again, and sort of number them, and then, and then sketch them again, and then see which one looks most like the shape that it started. Probably find that none of them really end up looking like they did at the beginning, but I mean that maybe it's a thing. You know, I've invented a thing, cloud spotting, for all those uh, amateur meteorologists that want to become weathermen in the future. Um, this is the game for you. I wonder if I can market it. And we'll put it in a, we'll put it in a box with like pictures only with a lot less in just a, a bit of paper and a pencil We're, I suppose we could really if we could really uh, go all out and give them a, a, a pencil sharpener and a an razor maybe two bits of paper um, oh no, no I've changed my mind we'll go really fancy and we'll go with A dry board marker, but like a skinny one. Because normally they're really, they've got the 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 wide tip, Uh, and you know you're not going to get the kind of detail you need to get on a whiteboard there. And and in the box would be a mini whiteboard. It's got the two sides, so you could do some on one side. Yeah, and then the we'll provide like a little one of them little erasers, a whiteboard eraser, like a spongy thing, and the, and yeah, and then and then there you go. So you you've got magic, magic game. What can we call this game? Cloudy sketch. Ske- sketchy, 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 sketchy cloudos. I realised that that's terrible. Uh, I can picture the advert already though. Sketchy old cloudos. And then, like some kid and and their like, mum and dad, the three of them, sat around on the grass with this whiteboard. Uh, with like proper cheesy, you know, like what they do in adverts with the whole super cheese thing, like mega cheesy grins and like like one of them laughing like the mum laughing, and then the dad the dad draws like like a cloud and it, and it looks like a wizard's hat, and, but that's nothing like the cloud, and then the, the kid laughs and scrubs it out and draws like draws it how it actually looks. And then they all all laugh, and then and then yeah, and then it rolls into uh, music, and then and then sort of they fade out, and then the board like flies, up, the box flies up, and that's sort of a jaunty angle on the left hand side of the screen, and then on the right hand side of the screen, uh, it, it says something along the lines of. Dry board market sold separately. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's the example. We're not going to do that, but that's the kind. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff that happens, isn't it? But yeah. So cheesy grins, and then that music, which is going to sketchy your cloud, your sketch your cloud, and have some fun with your family. There you go. I've heard music, boff And then it it flies up to the screen, jaunty angle, um, and then tells you a list of retailers that you can buy it from. Probably, uh, I mean clearly I could see that you're going to have people like Argos wanting to sell this toy. various other toy shops, Smith's toys, they're going to be all over that, uh, I mean I can see it genuinely being, a, I, I actually, I, do you know what, since having kids I've been to toy shops and I've seen some of the things that you can buy in toy shops and I've just invented something there that is definitely not as terrible as some of the things that I have seen in toy shops. As a parent. So, there, I said it. Um, and that's, that's the truth. Uh, anyway, so I'm getting uh, now close to work, so what I'm going to do is go. Uh, but I will be back very shortly after a little interlude. Uh, Yeah, so it won't be very long for you, but by the time I get back, I will have completely forgotten what I was talking about and it will be entirely different. Uh, Yeah, so I shall see you in a bit. Goodbye. Hello again. I'm back. Uh, uh, Ready for another joyous journey with. uh, Mumbling, murmuring, mumbling man. In my old rusty car. Which so far, my my uh, I, I I did a an extraordinarily uh, bodge job, bodgy bodge job on my exhaust, uh, and. It seems to be holding up so far, but I really do not know how how long it's going to hold up because, uh, quite frankly, it's terrible. Um, and I by no means uh, would suggest anyone ever doing anything similar. I mean, if your exhaust breaks, either go to a garage or um, just buy a new exhaust. Like either the section you need. Or the whole thing don't try to just stick it together with random stuff that you can find because it's probably not a good idea uh, even even if it seems like it might be a good idea it's probably not and it'd be wise if, if you just didn't do that um, but there we go so that I, that, I mean that's what I that's what I went ahead and did uh, and, and, that, and so far as working. Um, it's it's lights on. It's lights on time. Uh, the day is dismal, and it's lights on. It's lights on time. I uh I wasn't. I mean I don't know if we'd really need our lights on if if it was um, less cloudy. But it's certainly. It's it's funny how quickly have changed the mood of the weather has changed it's so quickly uh, and I know that it could be it could still be quite nice and bright um, now but it really just does feel very much like autumn uh, it's, it's like the weather new and so it made it be um, and it's it's cloudy it's dark it's dingy Oh, uh, yeah. You know, we are fully in the autumn swing. Uh, even saw a few conkers on the ground the other day. Uh, I took my kids swimming, and they, there's like all these. There's a whole load of conker trees at the swimming pool that they go to, and uh, and yeah, there were just uh, loads of loads of them. And there's some some girt ones still in the trees. Um, which look like they may well fall out soon. And, uh, I mean, we always... I don't don't know if uh, other countries do this, and I don't know if... I mean, I'm sure most places in in Britain probably enjoy conker season for probably different reasons. Um, When I was growing up, they used to... It was was a massive thing. Every autumn at school, everyone would get conkers, and, and you'd have... Conquer fights, and basically, you, you know, you'd hurt, you you would, everyone would stick a conquer on a bit of string, and you'd try and destroy the other person's conquer with your conquer. And people used to do all sorts of silly things, like microwaving their conquers or baking them or covering them with stuff, trying to make them extra strong. And. uh yeah loads of things that people used to do it was, it was good fun though. it was all good fun but they, I think they've stopped that now I think they, it's like a, I'm pretty sure schools have banned it because I guess people were getting hurt or I don't know I, I find it a little bit strange because the whole Conkers thing was brilliant it was kind of a little bit of healthy competition and uh I don't know, it was all good fun. But yeah, they don't do that now. But so, but, but my kids, we still collect conquers. Um We don't do any conquer battling. Uh, maybe when they're a little bit older we will. Because I think... I don't it's, it's nice to... I know these things aren't aren't important. But I think things like that are nice to pass on. Uh, somebody obviously passed it on to me um, even though obviously it was, it was a much bigger thing back then it was like a I guess um, these days you've got smartphones and all the kids are like into that but things like conkers were conkers and there, was, there was another big craze which was like pogs uh, I don't know if anyone remembers those or, or if you just think I'm talking rubbish but it, it was... Uh, yeah, pogs, and you, and you had to. You basically had a stack of these little round cardboard discs with funny images on, and uh, each person took it in turn to try and flip over the stack. And if you flipped it over, you get you got to keep them. Um, just a sort of funny little games, but these things. Yeah, we got obviously speaking. Uh, uh, well, when I, when I got to high school. Um, Mobile phones are still very much in their non-smart phase,ness. Where uh, I mean, the smartest thing about um, sort of mobile phone that you can get when when I started high school uh, a few years ago now was um, a game called Snake, uh, which I'm sure many people will remember very fondly. In uh, fact, I think I think the first proper phone I had was, was the classic Nokia 3310 um, and with that phone I could phone call, make phone calls send text messages and play Snake and that was it and so obviously for all the rest of the, the fun stuff uh, fun um, there, you know there was no no, I, can't, I don't even think I've, I'm pretty sure it didn't have a camera. I think cameras on phones was it was. It, I'm pretty sure it, was, it oh, I might be. i might be talking rubbish, but I think it was. It was another Nokia phone. Nokia was just. It was not all Nokia. They were. They were the biggest brand back then. Um, but uh, yeah. So yeah. It was no, there was no taking selfies and putting them on Instagram. Uh, it was yeah. It was so, so. Our fun was was conkers and pogs, and all, all other manner of things. Uh, when yo-yos came back into fashion, uh, when, when I was going to school, probably because so. What, this is what happened so This is this this is. I, I figured this out. I didn't I didn't realise why this happened uh, as a as a younger person, um, and that's probably just me being naive or not even caring maybe just not even really caring or wanting to think about it or caring to think about it but um, but I've I've, I've come to the realisation of this since being an adult and, and having my own kids is that the things that you enjoyed when you were younger you kind of either teach them to your kids or recreate them for your kids and Obviously people that are uh, sort of my generation now that are now going into business, a lot of them will create things or bring things back or like revamp things that they enjoyed from when they were younger, like bring it into the today. And so obviously trends renew. And I guess that yo-yos probably big when my mum and dad were at school when they were younger. So by the time sort of their generation got older, they then yo-yos came back. For when I was, in school. That was the first sort of thing. I mean, yo-yos are still around now. They just they. I think it's it's almost got to the stage now where where the market is completely saturated with everything because people have realised that things come back around. And so instead of letting them come back around, they just keep them around. So things are always just around. Um, and it's like when uh, you get so the, you used to have certain fashion, fashion styles, and I always remember, like my mum and dad being like, "Oh yeah, I, you know that's that was in fashion when I was younger." But again, now it just seems like all those different things from from e- every type of fashion style you can get hold of any of that now. Um, but Conkers isn't is is Conquers is bad at school, so that sort of mini segment of possibility seems to have gone. Uh, but I suppose I don't know. There's, I guess there's nothing against still still getting your kids to to partake. You could you could do it with your kids and just have a bit of fun. I suppose I suppose there's always a chance that someone's knuckles are going to get hit by a Conker which is maybe why uh, it got stopped because people probably just used to get hit with conkers Um, and it's it's definitely not the most comfortable of things to happen Um, but I don't ever remember it being that bad either Uh, but there you go I don't know maybe someone needs to bring back a a, a, a safety version. No, that's rubbish. You don't want no one wants that. No one wants that. That's 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 craziness. I, I, I the risk of uh talking about something too opinionated um or controversial or whatever you might want to call it. It's it, it, I can't help but feel like things like the whole conquer's thing uh and, and I'm sure there are, there's a plethora of of other things out there that uh, even older generations would probably say of my generation, etc. Um, and that is that, I mean, do you really want to wrap youngsters in cotton wool that much? I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen whilst playing conkers? and i'm sure that um that someone somewhere uh can probably tell me why that is but i just uh yeah i mean obviously uh, again I'd say i'm sort of getting into quite a, i feel like i'm going deep here when i, I don't really want to but i'm, I'm only, i'll keep this briefly deep uh whilst also trying to bore you to sleep being the um, obviously we live in a world where lots of really bad things happen and uh, is a game of conquers um, really that bad uh, yeah so um, there it is put that out there and, uh, and and that's all I'm gonna say on the matter um, I'm going to go back to talking about the fact that I think I'm, I think I may have made uh, a, a wrong decision in terms of my journey right now because um, I, I plan on going I need, and there's a shop I need to go to and I'm trying to avoid traffic and in trying to avoid traffic... Uh, I I may have inadvertently made my journey extraordinarily long Um, Because where I need to get to is nowhere near the route that I've taken Uh, And and I'm also having to go over speed bumps and Obviously that's not going to be great for my my rickety exhaust uh, Repair so I mean there is that as well Um, and also I mean I'm not. I have to say that I have never been a fan of speed bumps. I understand what they're trying to achieve by employing speed bumps, because obviously the the kind of the the things in the name. Uh, but my issue with speed bumps is that if you if you still wanted to go fast. Uh, you you could easily do that between the speed bumps um, and in fact some people uh, may also sort of use it as almost a like you you, you get you, you see a speed bump you, uh, you race up towards a speed bump and then you go over the speed bump and then accelerate away so almost it uh, making it more dramatic for you know for a certain type of driver. Um, I'm not going to confirm or deny whether or not I have ever been that sort sort of type of driver. Um, but I think people know what I mean. So you, you know, speed bump coming up, but you're only going to slow down right at the last minute, and then on the other side of it, boot it again, and and then you know, is that speed bump really achieving anything? uh other than for literally you know, two seconds, getting someone to slow down a tiny bit, um, and if it wasn't there, would they maybe just be travelling at a sort of a safer, more average speed, and, and then you know less issue? And, I, I don't know. Um, again, I'm becoming opinionated, and, uh, and probably don't really want to do that. Um, so yeah. Anyway, whatever. Uh, let's let's talk about something else. Uh, I th- this is the, I, th- I wish there was some kind of way that I could get sort of instant feedback, um, or, or like if 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 people could could somehow message uh, mid podcast and be like, "Hey, won't you talk about farming?" Or, or sheep for, for a little while. Um, I mean, but I couldn't really talk about farming because I'm not a farmer. Uh, so that would be a terrible subject. And you would all have, have picked a very bad choice. And, and sheep as well. I mean, I, I don't really know um, much about sheep. Oh no. now, what, what I do know about sheep is that um, they have wool. And they make sheep noises. That's about all I know about sheep. Uh, So obviously, that um, you know, my knowledge on that is very limited. And um, yeah, so don't pick those subjects if you can. If this is ever a thing that we can do, that we can you know achieve, please don't pick those subjects. I'm not sure what subjects you could pick. Um, in all honesty, but those would not be the ones. But it would be cool if if if, if it was if it was possible to get like uh, some kind of live messaging thing. It was like, hey, uh, it'd be really cool if you could bore me to sleep by talking to me about leaf shapes, and then we could just discuss that. Which actually is quite an interesting topic. If you like leaf shapes. uh, Or or if you like nature, it might be interesting. But I mean, either way, it could be quite interesting. Because you have to wonder why different plants have different leaf shapes, don't you? Uh, In fact, I often wonder this about a lot of things. When you get, um, just in nature, how and why do things um become the way that they are and i know that it's obviously uh like evolution they all evolve to uh, survive or like flowers obviously their their whole uh, existence is in trying to get insects to come and get the pollen uh, and, and then obviously spread um you know try and try and grow more flowers and, and, and things like that and so they, they try and attract uh, creatures to them by being bright and smell and all that sort of stuff that's why that's why they do that uh, but I, I, I just wonder why the different shapes and things because obviously you'd have thought if one particular shape worked in nature then the rest would evolve to be the same as that but they don't so then, are they trying to attract different things, or do they all work just as well? Or, um, or I mean, what smells work? Do the different smells attract different things? Um, and then the same about the leaf shape. I mean, obviously, leaves. Uh, I don't know everything about this stuff. I, I'm no expert by any means, uh, and I don't claim to be. So, if you know you guys who do know what you're talking about, hear me and think this guy's an idiot. Um, that's fair enough but I I think leaves are there just to essentially uh, catch the sunlight Uh, uh, and then um, I can't remember the process what it's called I used to know what it was Um, uh, something beginning with CH maybe Uh, and and then they they then it goes in and and into the plant the the whole stuff that the, the plant needs from the Sun but why the different shapes again surely if it would evolve to be the most efficient one or or type or um, whatever whatever it you know why why different shapes when surely there is one that works the best I don't know Uh, yeah it's it's, uh, it's interesting I'm going to carry this on in a minute I've got to just nip in somewhere Okay, so that was a brief spell. Sorry, sorry to, to cut and run. Obviously I'm back again. Um although I mean again for you it's literally been no time at all. Uh kind of or sort of forgotten what I was talking about before. Uh what was I talking about before? Um, oh leaf shapes. Leaf shapes. I remember that. Um, yeah, why why are they different? Why why are they why have they not just all evolved to be the same? Or will they one day all evolved to be the same? Probably not, <laughs> I'm guessing, because I mean they've been around for I don't even know. I mean literally don't know how long trees have been around for because I'm sure it's probably a ridiculous length of time. And there's probably different varieties. That have been around for different lengths of time and and, and, and all sorts of stuff that is uh, you know just all all kinds of craziness that that um, yeah I, I just yeah so I, I I won't even try and pretend that I, I know about that but yeah yeah I I've I've always been um, a, a sort of a big you, you know. Uh, And I think, this isn't, I'm not saying that I'm I'm some sort of um, fanboy for Canada in any way, but the maple leaf is like the coolest leaf. Uh, I mean, it's my favourite leaf. And that's one I always imagine, like, so when you think of autumn, uh, when I think of autumn, I think of uh, golden maple leaves. You know, it's like a ton of golden maple, and like so. It's almost. I read uh, <coughs> I read the book the other day. Um, it's sort of an old book that um, I read to the kids, and I, I say it's an old book. It's not an old book. Uh, in sort of, uh, I, I've had it a, a few years since we had our first, uh, and so we've had it that whole time. And it's a story that I've read to all of them now, loads of times. And in that book, it it talks about this, like, picking a a one leaf. A special leaf. And I I don't know if it pictures a leaf in it or not, but in in my mind I always, when I'm reading it, imagine a a golden maple leaf. Obviously not golden, but you know what I mean. Um, It's just like a really brown uh, autumn Fallen down maple leaf. Um, uh, yeah, it's so that, always, always been my always been my, my favourite leaf. That's a go-to leaf. Is that a thing that, uh, that people normally have, a go-to leaf? When you think of a leaf, what do you think of? I've got a go-to leaf, and it's a maple leaf. Um... Yeah, so it's uh, quite cool. I think Canada have done a good job of picking a, picked a good leaf there. Um, I don't know who it was, at whatever point in time in history, um, that decided to go with the maple leaf. But it was a good idea, it was a good choice. You could have gone with There's probably plenty of other leaves that you, you, you could have gone with. Um, in the UK, I don't know, we probably could go with some other kind of leaf. Uh, but again I mean I don't even know I couldn't It's. it's I'm not enough of an expert um, of leaves if, I, if I'm an expert of leaves I, I definitely couldn't tell you which uh, of the trees are indigenous to uh, Britain or even maybe even different parts of Britain I don't know if there are trees that are indigenous to different areas I don't. I've got to be honest. I Don't even know if "indigenous" is the right word to be using in in terms of trees and plant life, uh, because obviously you say sort of indigenous population when you're talking about people, but I don't know if that's a, a thing with trees and that stuff. Um, but anyway, so but I mean, that, it's, that's what I'm going with, uh, and uh, so I don't know. But I mean, I, I don't know what the one for um, Britain would be because I don't really know what is the, the most indigenous British tree. Like, if you think of Britain, what would you think of? I, I tend to think of... Uh, there's, there's a different one, isn't it? I always think of oak or, or, like, ash. A bit of mountain ash. Um, what I remember being... So, I've been... Um, Scotland and uh, walking. It must have been 13. I'm going to say 13. I might be wrong. Uh, and went. We went walking in the mountains. Uh, my dad, my brother, and I. And uh, for, for my dad for years had this awesome walking stick that he had fashioned himself out of um, a bit of wood, like a, you know, a branch of, of something. Um, And uh, I thought it was awesome. When we were up in Scotland, I'd sort of expressed the the desire to have something the same. And uh, my dad sort of wandered off um, and then found um, uh, an ash tree uh, or or something similar. And then he, because he he, he always used to wander around with a machete, not in a a malicious way. obviously but just because uh when you're out walking and stuff it's it's a useful tool um, and I think he hacked down a, a branch of uh obviously a little skinny one of uh, not like he 's not taking down whole trees or anything nothing crazy um he's always been um fond of of nature and doesn't really ever wish to harm it anyway uh yeah, so he 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 took down a, a bit of uh mountain ash and and sort of handed it to me and said, you know, make your own. And so I I think I'm, I'm, I I not remember if I had a, if I just had a pen knife or whether I just had a little a little pocket knife or something, I like got a flick knife. Um I've got images of, of using a Swiss Army knife, but I basically took all the bark off of, it, of, the, of the branch, uh, stripped it bare, and then uh, it kind of tried to smooth the, the, the head end, sort of the top, top end of it um, as much as I could. And then, uh, I think, I, I can not if I, I wanted to, um, like, burn into it my name, like, sort of, somewhere down the handle, and uh, and so I burnt, I burnt Jim, did I burn Jim into it, I still got this somewhere, by the way, um, yeah, I bur- burnt my my name into it, I burnt Jim into it, even though I never go by Jim, I think I burnt Jim into it because it fit and James wouldn't I probably should just burnt a J into it thinking about it now. Um yeah and 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 then I walked um for miles and miles and miles and up by the mountains uh, around Scotland with my mountain ash a mountain ash stick. Yeah, no, I still have it. I still have it somewhere. It might be in my loft. It might be in my, in my uh, shed outside. But um, yeah, it, uh, uh, that was awesome. But, yeah, so I don't know if um, totally gone off topic there haven't I? From, from leaves, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, yeah, so I, I, mean, I couldn't even tell you what an ash leaf looked like. Uh, but I wonder whether or not that would be. Be the uh, the leaf for for Britain, but then see when I think of Britain, uh, rightly or wrongly, I think of oak, Um, and I really honestly have no idea if it originated in Britain. Uh, I I would hazard a guess that it probably didn't, but I just don't know. Um, But yeah, when I think when I think of what, what is a tree that is British, I would I would. Uh I just think oak yeah oak good old British oak, and then I would think you know oak leaves and oak leaves are kind of cool um you know they look they look a bit wacky and they're kind of obviously they they have a they have a purpose, don't they I can't remember i don't know so i can't remember i don't know. I don't know for sure if this is true but I feel like it is and it's with all these things that I kind of have these theories on um, and, and for any of them that are maybe right uh, it's pr- probably I was probably I've probably just been told these things over the course of my life uh, so I, I probably just I think you get to a stage where you just know things you've learnt them and you don't even realise that you've learnt them um, but so so oak leaves, obviously when acorns fall they tend to have a cluster of leaves attached to them if they fall naturally um, and I wonder whether or not the leaves are designed to kind of float the acorn to the ground so that it doesn't get damaged or, or float it or even maybe take it on some wind and, and, and Float it away a bit because they obviously, if you get a few of those oak leaves on one acorn, there should easily be enough uh, there to, to float it, float the acorn, and fly off somewhere. Else. Because obviously, the, 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 uh, I should imagine that the tree doesn't really want another tree growing directly next to it. Um, so obviously it, it makes sense if it's trying to, you know, its whole plan is to try and float float it off somewhere else and try and, you know, because that's what like I was saying a, 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 a little bit earlier there about plants, is I think that obviously everything in nature is trying to reproduce it, the basic, basic the sort of fundamental principle of Nature is to reproduce, even plants. Um, and so they all have their ways of doing it. I mean, really, most, most animals, it's kind of fairly, I guess it's a sort of variations of a theme. Uh, but with plants, a lot of them Quite different the way that they, uh, the way they try and reproduce, or they, they try and kind of populate different areas. Um, yeah, I, I guess I find it. I find that. I guess I find it fairly fascinating. Not fascinating enough that I've actually ever bothered to learn. Uh, you know, properly learn about it, but fascinating enough that I find it. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I can feel the subject is 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 tailing off. Uh, and I don't really want to. Um, this is. Uh, I have a um, I have a small problem with with this podcast in the way that when a subject is coming to an end, and I can feel that it's coming to an end. Uh, I start to scrabble around in my head and I think do I do I just should I just be saying okay so that's the end of that and now blah and and then moving on or I mean if nothing has naturally come into my head whilst talking about the other subject and I haven't sort of migrated automatically uh you know, I, I'm feeling the need to sort of semi-force the issue, and I, I, it feels a bit awkward, and I, I don't really like like that. So, oh, sorry. See, this is what I was saying earlier. On the way home, I yawn more. Uh, I don't know why that is. I, I just do. And uh, I'll tell you something I've just noticed. I've, I've I've had to put the heating on in my car, just a tiny bit. Um, because I, I cleverly left home without a jumper today, uh, as you do, um, and it's it's a little bit chilly. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be stopping the the stuff growing in the fields next to me. Didn't realise that it was uh, still like sweet corn, say sweet corn, uh, corn, corn. Season. Um, I'm just driving through a whole bunch of big cornfields. I'm saying cornfields. I don't know whether or not that's is that correct because it's. I mean, it's corn and the cob it's great. It's corn and corn and the cob, different. These are big corn and the cob fields. Cob fields. Are they cob fields or cornfields? Corn rows or cob rows. Corn sweet corn on the cob growing in a plant in a row in a field loads <sighs> we do have a lot actually of farms on the isle of white there's there's a, there's a there's a pretty decent number and it's good it's it's interesting i again this is i you realize i don't know whether this is um Sorry, I, I'm not... I'm, I'm going to make a point in a minute, I, I promise. Um, is it because when you're younger, you... are more blinkered? And when you're older, you take more time to take things in? Uh, or do you... When you're... When you're younger, you... you or There's a lot of other different focuses when you're younger. But I never... Or well, is it because I don't know I guess when I was younger I never really I, I had a job but I just I don't know I never really well, I say never really did the same journey every day but I did I suppose I did and, and it's only recently um, say in the last five years that I've really started paying attention <laughs> when uh, what's around me i don't know if that's a, if that's typical of sort of younger older generations or not um but i've re- i've sort of really noticed that the the sort of the rotation of different crops to to time of year and different farms do different things at you know, different times of year to others and uh, and i guess that's so there's i guess there's different kinds of farming or, or different farms do they they're depending on what land what their what their land is like they can probably produce different things to the others. And uh I just I wonder which like obviously they can't all be as they can't all sell at the same price as, as the others. I wonder if there's like one that's like if you happen to uh, inherit a bit of land or buy a bit of land and, or you know get a farm and a bit of land and it's got just the perfect uh, environment for like at a certain time of year for, for, for a very for the you know for the like the best uh, crop um, I don't know what the best crop would be but like you know what I mean like, like I wonder if there's a, like a golden Crop like that, that everyone wants to be able to grow, but not everyone can. Uh, you know, so they all uh, all the farmers are trying, you know, they would all love to have like this one place. That, I, don't, I don't know if that's a thing. Or, I mean, obviously cro- they rotate crops so much, so that uh, you see a lot of farmers uh, even on the same bit of land maybe grow sort of three or four different things on that one field at different times of the year they'll grow it harvest it and then put something in that does better in, in that sort of the new different time of year probably takes some you know quite a lot of planning i thought it's, it's like a real especially if you've got Especially if you've got multiple fields um, that are maybe sort of a, a little bit different to each other in terms of soil and stuff. It must be quite quite tricky. think like that. See, I'd probably, I could probably find that quite interesting. You sort of trying to figure out which crops is best. It, it probably, I guess you, you, you've, you work out your your soil type and your environment, and then write a big list of crops that grow at each time of year. Uh, uh, at each time of year, in that soil type, I see. I can see an Excel spreadsheet coming along in my head. And so i do I do um, soil type, and then have have the soil type of each field. Dun dun dun. Way down like that, and then that would be that would be like uh, one bit, and then so sort and then and then uh, in that soil type, what plants and when, and then you, you could probably even come up with uh, a macro that, that did it for you in the end. But you basically you could go through and go, okay, so between the that that goes between these dates that one goes between these and then you narrow it down until you have like I don't know you have the ones the only ones that can work together so you end up with uh, however many options and but then you go okay so which ones are going to make me the most money out of those and then you, you I guess you put the prices of all of them and then you have to go well I've got to go for that 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 and that and, and even though two of them Don't make you as much money as maybe two different ones would. They they have to go in there because the ones, you know, that's the one to make you the most money overall. Those those four options. If I do those four, I can sow those ones directly after those ones, and those ones directly after those ones. Harvest them and sell them, and and those four overall, out of all the options, are going to work together and make me the most money. Um, but then I suppose if you've got different fields that are the same, you can like stagger it because then you can have all the ones that give you the most money, and then stagger it all. Uh, and then obviously with your fields with different stuff in, then you've got different options, and you just have the same sort of do the same layout for, for all of it. Just work it all out. Actually, see, see now. Uh, I mean, to a lot of people, that would be like, horrible and frustrating. But that's, that's exactly the kind of thing that I actually really enjoy doing. Because, uh, yeah, like I said, I've said on a, on a number of occasions, I'm a little bit odd like that. I Just things, so, the data and stuff, I find interesting. Uh, collating data and, and coming up with ways to uh, sort of formulate it and, and, and come to a a conclusion, I suppose you could say, and um, yeah, like the, the whole uh, yeah, collecting collect data, and then and then, um, and then and then trying to come up with a uh, like a little macro that you could run in Excel, like you write a little script, so you just you've got to put data in cells, uh, and then it, you can click a button, and it will look at the all of the data, and it will. And figure out sort of all the, the best costs and put them to the top, and then try and match uh, time slots and things. Um, it'd probably be a fairly comprehensive little little script, but yeah, I'm sure you could probably get it. I don't know. Um, but stuff like that would yeah, be, be interesting to do. If there's if there's any farmers listening who Absolutely hate uh, planning. You know what what they're going to farm. I'm sure. I mean, listen. I'm sure you've you got it covered. But if if you hate it, um, and you want someone to sort of you know step up to the challenge and do things in a completely different and probably highly illogical way the way that you do it right now then I am your man you know where I am I mean you probably don't because uh, you know how many people are really listening right now but you know I'm, I'm, I'm just saying uh, <laughs> that I'm here uh, uh, yeah I'm here for you um, and, and with that is I guess it's kind of fitting And um, now because I, I I'm gonna go it's on the final stretch once again so uh, to everyone if you if you're a new listener thank you for giving this a go if you stuck it out this far I really appreciate it uh, to anyone that's listened to all of my episodes what's wrong with you um But Nova, seriously, thank you. Uh, I hope that there are some people listening to this that have fallen asleep listening to this. Um, And if not, I hope you guys just sort of enjoy listening to me talking a load of rubbish. Um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thank you all. And good night.